Welcome, you are listening to Anthony Brown. This is a deep and meaningful conversation. Today I have a special guest with me. His name is Jordan. He's a good friend of mine. Um, but before we get into that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to you about the theme that I want to explore today. I want to talk about repeated forms of behavior. So if people are familiar with the notion that when we grow up, we have behavioral patterns, patterns that we learn. And these patterns are ingrained in us and we repeat them. So, for example, when you are a baby, you learn to cry when you want help, when you need something. As a child, you, you go through the schooling system, you interact with other children, um, you learn to behave in a class, you learn how to interact with people, how to socialize, how to communicate, how to talk. And you learn how to respond to situations. You learn how to respond to fear. You learn how to respond to a teacher telling you off. And what you notice is that certain patterns of behavior become normal in your life. And so I'm trying to explore this idea with someone else to see what they think about this whole notion in general. So I want to talk about repeated patterns of behavior and i want to just introduce jordan if you're if you're there jordan if you can just you know say hello yeah, and I'm here. hello how are you jordan you you feeling okay i'm good i'm good man good to be on the show good to hear this topic of discussion is quite interesting as well so it's going to be interesting man. let's get into it all right yeah i just want to talk about i've got a few questions i mean do you think repeated patterns of behavior are toxic um do i think repeated patterns of behavior are toxic yes and no so for example imagine being born into a world where you firstly know nothing you don't know anything you look at mum and dad or whoever's looking after you at that time for help so then obviously you learn certain behaviors gradually like, for example, if you're going to cry and you want something and that's reinforced that you'll get what you want if you cry, then obviously that's going to work in your favor. However, if you start going into a world, say, for example, you start going into, let's say, primary or secondary school and you start getting teased for that, you know, and it's a way of you not getting what you want anymore, then you're going to change your behavior, isn't it? Yeah, because it's very it's very interesting. You know, you know, you uh, mentioned about crying when when a child doesn't get what they want and they begin to cry, and so when that carries on into primary school, and they don't get what they want from the teacher or Hello. from a f can you hear me? Yeah, okay, you go. On. Yeah, so what I was trying to say, if a child responds, if they cry when they don't get what they want, like you were saying what how does that how does that affect them so i mean in the sense that imagine you know they get rejected from a girl yeah and then they begin to not necessarily it might it might they might lash out in a different way they might do something despite the girl because she rejected her so it's another form of crying you know yeah yeah it, carry, it carries on in that sense it carries so when, on in a different sense yeah that's 100 percent. that's 100 percent too yeah, and they might start, they could get violent if they don't get what they want. You know, if their friend doesn't borrow them something or doesn't give them a toy, you know, they could, they could hit them. I've seen that because I work with children. I've seen children hit other children if they don't share the toy and just mm. react in a, in a kind of toxic way. 
because they're not getting what they want. I think it's, it works both ways. I think, like, also, it is toxic as well because it's a learned, it's a, it's a form of learned behavior, isn't it? You know, at the same time, it's also a defense mechanism as well. So, like, some people, you can give an example to a kid that's, for example, if I take, say, for example, I take a phone off you at a young age, like, your initial emotion will to be, your initial emotion will be hurt. So you'll be hurt, right? And you probably want to cry. So eventually, what will happen is that in the in like, as you get older, I'll probably take the phone off you again. You may react different, but your your initial emotion is still hurt. So maybe you are hurt, but this time you're going to like react through anger. Do you understand? But that initial emotion that you had from when you were a kid is still there. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, you're still gonna have that initial pain that somebody's yeah. taken something that- from you. But then you're you have the tools now to defend yourself, and you know you could, you're, yeah, you're, you have you're the, you within have your the, right to do whatever it takes to you know defend yourself in that situation. Hundred percent. So I think in that sense, right? I think that's the problem that we start to have where people, because no one really like no one really kind of tells you about how to, no one really tells you how to manage your emotions really and truly. Like even when I was growing up, no one told you. Oh, you know, you were just told either to suppress it or like just leave it, you know, take it on the chin or, you know, don't cry or do you know what I mean? So it's like, it's a hard one to kind of say repeated um, behaviors are toxic because they are, but then they, they can also defend you as well at the same time. They, it's a way of defending yourself because nobody really wants to be fully vulnerable. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, and the question, it's a great, there's a big gray area. When I'm asking this question, I don't, I don't see there a, definite right answer or a definite wrong answer you know in response to this question it's just i'm throwing it out there and i just want to see you know what the responses are you know because they might not be toxic you know there are a lot of good patterns of behavior that are very beneficial to you you know communication learning how to talk learning how to talk clearly how to communicate your your needs to you know your fellow um, human beings, your friends, how to communicate in the world, you know, in the work setting, how to communicate with your manager, to your colleagues, yeah. you know, yeah. to to kind of get what you want in a more diplomat in a more diplomatic way, you know. So that that's a positive way of communicating, and you know, a repeated form of behavior that's developed through childhood into adulthood that benefits you in life. No, that's true. That's hundred yeah. percent true. So, so you, it's just a both. It's, it works two ways. I think it's just about being aware of what you feel, being aware of how you feel, and like it's, it's just obviously a lot of us. We have a lot of emotions, and half of the time we're not even aware of how we're reacting until later on. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If you look deep into yourself and just look into yourself, and say, "Why do I react that way? Why do I feel this way?" Why do I feel the need to do that when I feel this way? And you know I think, yeah, yeah. And I think that's where this argument or this, this podcast, this question stem from. It, come, it comes from, I want to tackle the people that deal with these, these situations in a more, let's say, toxic way. Or not necessarily toxic. It could be negative but they don't necessarily deal with it 
in a way that's actually beneficial to themselves. So say, say for example, if somebody always, somebody runs into conflict in their life yeah. and they always run away, you know, yeah. from that conflict. So they, they, they get a large bill for their door and they just ignore it for their whole life. You know, yeah. they, they're being bullied and they just ignore the people that's, you know, bullying them. So their yeah. response to every, every conflict in their life is to ignore the situation. Yeah. And so that's, that to them is toxic on their part because they're repeating that behavior, but it's not actually helping them grow in life, you know? Mm. So I'm wondering from that type of person, how would they change that behavior? I think how you would change that behavior is first off, look, get into the root of the problem, which is the most important part. I think a lot of us have got traumatic events in our lives. You know what I'm saying? That we haven't faced or we haven't looked deep into. So talking about from the ages of like primary, your primary age is like five, six, from probably from four, five, six, or even a bit older, if you can remember certain things, why you act a certain way. And if you go deeper, like you can kind of find the answers. You know what I'm saying? You can find some of the answers, like so why you react the way you are, why maybe the kid that avoids conflict or the person, the man now that avoids conflict has, you know, been through a situation in their life where, you know, they they were forced not to react or they were forced not to, you know, do something about the situation that they were once put in. And that kind of had a major effect on how they can't currently deal with the world that they live in now. Do you get what I'm saying? So yeah. things like that can happen, or it could also be a thing where, you know, maybe once upon a time he used to fight back and then something very bad had happened and he found out what works for him is just avoiding it or running away. Do you get what I mean? And that's what probably works for him or maybe that which works for him at that current time. Do you get what I mean? And after yeah. it becomes repetitive. So some things can be very toxic in a sense of it may work in your favor, like in that given circumstance of your life. And then, you know, you realize after several attempts of doing that, it actually benefits you. Do you get what I mean? And that could be used in a toxic way as well. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes. Once you have a tool that you know that works, you know, if you always use it, then it becomes a comfort zone. Yeah. yeah. So once at the first, yeah, if that person would always respond. So say, for example, somebody always responded to conflict and they always defended themselves, but then they got themselves in a really bad situation and everyone around them told them to not use, you know, force to defend themselves, be more diplomatic. So then from then on, they always ignored conflict. Mm. And so then that was their comfort zone, ignoring conflict because they, you know, they were encouraged and they got to a point where they thought it'd be more civil, more rational. To avoid these kind of conflicts in their life and they did and i understand that perspective and the perspective of using force to defend yourself but then it it got to the point where they was too comfortable and now it's a toxic thing in their life because now they're you know they're a doormat or you know it's they're potentially always allowing things to just run amok in their life without dealing with them mm. so then they're they're in, a, they're in a kind of avoidance situation you know yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, they're in a situation where they're avoid. Yeah. yeah, and that's when it becomes toxic on their behalf. Then they might they, they might not be aware, or they might be so stuck in their ways where it's like, 
to come out of that comfort zone is, is an issue. Yeah, and another thing that I was thinking about, maybe some of this behavior is repeated from parents or yeah. teachers. And so somebody starts to repeat that behavior. I don't know, their mom or their dad is the one that is the loud person or the shy person, you know, or the person who doesn't deal with these situations. So they repeat that and then they take that into the world and then they find themselves in situations that their parents are in. And then now that's their baggage that they need to down to now deal with. Mm -hmm. And now they need to break free from that, but it's been embedded into their unconscious mind now to the point where they start to always manifest those situations where they're always either ignoring the situation or having the opportunity to do with it. But then if they're repeating their behavior, they're going to ignore the conflict. And yeah. so, so the trick is, is, is um, finding a way to change your mindset to allow you to make a different decision. And to okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Do you understand? To enable you to believe there's a different route a different pathway because I think repeated patterns of behavior, if they're toxic are only there because we don't believe there's a different pathway to choose. There's a different choice in the situation. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I think that's true, but sometimes it may just be that's all they know. Yeah. Be because, um, when I was talking to you before about, you know, when I, as I work with children and one of the, there's one child in particular, he always whines in every situation. So if his brother whispers something in his ear, he's like, oh my God, leave me alone. He's always with that, with everything. If, yeah. if somebody, you know, takes his ball, oh my God, is it? it's the same sound, the same tone, mm. the same facial expression. So he's mm. learned to always react in that same way. Okay. That's so, yeah. yeah, so it's just, how is he, so for him, he doesn't know there's another option. Oh, not, okay. Do you understand? He does, he's not mm. aware that there's another option. There's another response that he could choose from, but mm. he's been, he's programmed, he's programmed to just respond in that, in that way. He's learned how to respond in that way. Yeah, uh, that happens. I think it's a young age as well. So it's like, as well as the young age that he's at, so he's not going to be aware so you would say that he's not aware of his responses. He's just reacting. And so he doesn't know there's other options. Yeah, because when you're a kid, you don't, you don't really hold back. Like, you don't really hold back, isn't it? No, you're right. You don't hold back. You just you go. No, you just go with the flow. You just be yourself. And it's when you become more self-conscious, you know, 14 upwards, you start to think a little bit about your actions. And yeah, it kicks in. Yeah, then it kicks in more eighteen upwards, and then you start to definitely reflect on you know how you're interacting, how you're behaving, and how people see you in the world, and you know your place in the world. Mm, 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 and so that's mm, mm. when you really start to think, wow, actually, I better start, you know, yeah, changing yeah. my behavior. You know, so I think from a young age, you just react initially like so how you actually feel if you're hurt and you want to cry you'll be hurt and you cry do you get what i mean it's, it's easier 
And then obviously, as you as you grow older, as like you know, social conditioning takes place and and you know takes its course, you start to react. Oh, okay, this person does this, and this person gets through this because he does this. This person does. Do you get what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like exactly social. You, you copy. You know, you start copying what people do, and so okay, this person gets it like that, and then you know. It's like trial and error. Some things may work, some things may not. And then eventually you'll be like, okay, I know what works for me. And then from there, that's how some people get stuck in certain ways. I think it's about, you know, in order to break that pattern as well, I think first off, you've got to hit a certain age. You know, I think a certain age definitely plays a part. I think, you know, you've got to go through a, a certain part of life, a certain phase of life where you're like, okay, you know, because what happens is we make we make um, emotional choices or emotional patterns or behavioral patterns from a young age, and depending on how it works for us, we, they become deep rooted. You know what I mean? To the point where we we kind of like we forget where this came from, where this behavior came from. Exactly, exactly, and that's what I'm. Pinning, that's what I'm focusing on, the unconscious embedded patterns of behavior. That's yeah. what makes it that's what makes it repeated because first it's conscious, first you're aware, you know, you're volunteering to actually carry out these actions. And then yeah. once you keep repeating the same thing, it just becomes unconscious and it's second nature. And you yeah. just you just you just react in that same way. Yeah. That's why I mean, it's never easy. That's why when somebody, let's say, I'm just going to take a random example, a, a criminal, like somebody who's grown up as a criminal, I'm talking the type of criminal you see on television, you know, somebody who robs banks. Yeah. You see them in films. That person has got so skilled at robbing banks that it's, for, when he stops, when he gets to, when he goes to prison, if he goes to prison and somebody just says, oh, why don't you just stop? It's not so easy for him yeah. to stop because he's now got to the point where it's second nature. When he needs money, he goes and robs a bank. That's his yeah. survival instinct. Mm-hmm. He's learned that. So it's, it's only, only he can really break that pattern. Yeah, it's habitual, isn't it? Yeah. And I just want to just put out a disclaimer. I'm not a psychologist. Um, and all I'm doing is attempting to understand these topics on my own. I could come on here and just repeat a bunch of, you know, quotes from a various, from various psychologists, but I'm trying to decipher these subjects by just talking and answering and, you know, answering questions and proposing questions to people and just seeing where it leads me, you know? So just just wanted just wanted to put it out there, yeah. So it's just a conversation and just you know deciphering topics on that. But back to you know back to the repeated behavior. It's it's not so easy to break free, and the reason why because I got another question about you know how do you break away from these patterns? You know from how, these. Hmm. Yeah, how does one how does one break through? You know, it's 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 both a rhetorical question and it's a question. You know, it's like how does one break through repeated patterns? I mean, if I look at myself, 
any form of behavior that I went through that was toxic, yeah. I had to change my understanding of myself and believe there's another option. But that was, it took a long while. It took a lot of, a lot of, uh, discipline, um, discipline, but a lot of digging, a lot of digging with inside, yeah. a, lot of, a lot of inward, inner work, uh, in it. A lot of inner work, yeah, a lot of inner work, a lot of research, a lot of exercise. It took so yeah. much, it took so much action externally and internally for the actual work to manifest and change the behavior. It's, it's funny you said that because what I've noticed, I'm currently going through that phase right now. And it's so hard because what tends to happen is while you're in the process of making that change, external circumstances may come up and like, let me give you an example. I'll give an example right now. So my, my whole thing is trying to, I'm trying to stop being uptight somehow, quote unquote uptight or quote unquote, very defensive. And I've looked into my history of why I'm so defensive, why I lack vulnerability. And, you know, just all these reasons why I looked into my history, looked into my childhood, looked into my secondary school. And I found a lot of answers and a lot of, a lot of clues why. So I'm in a process, I'm aware now, I'm trying to just, you know, be easy and let go a bit more. But then, you know, I was at work and, and someone said something quite, quite mean, quite rude, quite, quite snidey, if I'm saying. So it was like, kind of like, kind of sly, but you kind of, I kind of picked it up. And I was so, I was very quick to just, you know, start attacking verbally. Like I could feel the emotions Mm. rising. I could feel that feeling again. Do you get what I'm saying? And then, Funnily, that just came into mind like, oh, this is how you feel now. You are hurt. And I said to myself internally, oh, I am hurt. Like, I, I forgot about how I felt like and how I was going to be triggered. But I remembered, oh, I felt like this because I'm hurt. Do you understand what I'm saying? Exactly. It's so funny. It was, it's so yeah. funny you mentioned that about being defensive hmm. and responding in that way. Because today at work, one of my yeah. colleagues, I was writing out the register, the list. You have to write out a list of people that are going to attend this mm. venue. And they were saying, uh, they, said, they made a comment. They said, oh, what's wrong? What, do you need glasses or something? Mm. Because I was copying the names from the tablet onto a piece of paper, but I was taking long from their, from their point of view. I was being slow, basically. Yeah. And, it, and their way of saying it was, do you need glasses? So yeah, they they see. said they said do you need glasses? Then somebody else said um, you're take you're taking your time in it. So, but when the first person said do you need glasses, I I reacted in a way I said well, what do you mean? Like I'm just I'm I'm, I'm I basically made a comment that I'm you know I'm, I'm getting on with the work I'm doing it you know I'm doing it to the best of my ability. But they were I felt that it was an indirect jab at mm-hmm. me to say that I was slow basically. Yeah. And I got really defensive and I, it's, it's kind of, I don't know whether, because sometimes I feel that I can't, people say I can't take jokes and I've seen that sometimes I feel that I can't take jokes, but I see through a lot of jokes a lot of times, you know, when you people just make jokes Yeah. and I kind of feel that, is this a joke or is it, is it a mask? Is it masqueraded as a joke? 
I think it's a bit of both. Depending on who, depending on the relationship you have with the person, depending mm. on what was said before the joke was said, depending on a lot of things. Like I felt how you felt, especially with other people, certain peers of mine. And it also depends on the relationship, the energy you guys have. If there's like a little bit of friction between you two, but you two are, you know, beneath the, some, sometimes in life you have certain people you're quote unquote cool with, but underneath the surface there's a bit of friction, but because we're all civil and we all know the same people, we all keep it peaceful. But then there's little jokes that kind of can take a dig mm. differently. Do you know what I'm mm. saying? So it depends on 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 like how it just depends, isn't it? Sometimes you can hear someone say a joke to you, and you're like, "Oh, was that a joke or not?" Whereas with me, um, you know, I can I can tell a genuine joke, whether it's whether it's still it, it, it pains me or not. I can tell when the joke's genuine, you know, and I can tell when somebody's you know being a bit nasty. But yeah, I think it's just about you know, okay, I, I'm I'm um. It's about noticing why you're so like me. I'm defensive for many reasons. I've looked through my history. You know, I've had times where I've had been troubled in school. People tried to bully me and, you know, people have been calling me names and I was picked on in primary about what I was wearing, like all these things. So what we tend to do is that we start to, we start, we start forming barriers for ourselves to, to defend ourselves. So, and when that happens, so, for example, now, if I was to get picked on before, what I would do was sulk and just walk away. And that was because I was hurt. My initial emotion is still there. However, if that was to happen then today, you know, I'm easier, I'm way more resilient to life as well. And also, you know, I've, I've found other methods of, you know, reacting without showing signs of weakness or without showing signs of, vulnerability do you know what I mean so, yeah yeah I understand I understand and that can be a bit toxic because obviously maybe maybe you know in in, in a in a circuit in a, in a in an environment where you know it's socially acceptable for you to not show your feelings is cool but then you know you might end up in another environment where they 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 take pride in showing their emotions or it's important for you to show your emotions exactly or you have to show your emotions and that's when you start to struggle and then that's when you start to really come to terms with who you are as a person who you really are none of this bravado because realistically i think a lot of the things that we do it's a front you know the real person that that's underneath all that it's still there but it, it's it's just it's about it's about learning about yourself you know and monitoring yourself during the day which is quite hard because you know london living is already distracted it's distractive already so it's about monitoring yourself. Who are you? What, you know, what, it's just things. It's a lot of social conditioning is a real thing, man. That's the thing. And, and you mentioned about masking the true self, you know, masking mm. who you are and reacting in a certain way, which is acceptable in one environment, but not acceptable in another. Yeah. So in one example, in one environment, yeah, emotion is not, is not an option. And in another environment, to show your emotions is normal, you know? Yeah. But I, I used to be the person who kept everything in and then allowed things to boil up inside me and then went on a rage. So that yeah, last yeah. person that was the, to, 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 you know, to, to, to really push my buttons was the one that would get it, you know? Yeah, and they'll get everything that they didn't even know that they were getting. Exactly. And to follow on, now I've come to the person 
come to the point where I'm just, oh, I'm okay with who I am. So I just be me in all sense. That's why it looks like I'm so defensive or I'm so emotional yeah, yeah. because I don't, I don't really put on that mask. Yeah, I, I just try my best to express how I feel, whether that's happy or depressed. Yeah, no, 100%. I think it's, it's, it's important to do that. I think it's important to do that to kind of show, you know, be transparent with, with people. You know, it's good to be transparent and say, yo, this is it. This is, this is how I'm feeling. This is it. Wow, wow, wow. So, and, and, and they'll get the full picture of it. However, yeah. at the same time, for example, if you wanted to show, let's say, for example, you wanted to, sh- you wanted to join the Navy, the Army, <laughs> there's certain, there may be certain emotions where you'd have to kind of, you know, limit just because yes. of the environment. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So it will be very different for you. You wouldn't be the exact same person that you currently are today, if you got know what I mean. And that's the problem. I think that, you know, those kind of institutions have a way of dehumanizing the person. Yeah, 100%. 100%. They're telling you that emotional expression is wrong and weak. No, I think, like, yeah, that's the whole, this, like, people say masculinity, that's being mass. I think masculinity is just a social construct. So it's like, you know, we're, it's an ideal, it's an idea that men should be strong and show no emotion, no weakness. And, and I don't, I don't agree with that. I mean, like, every man, every man is a different human being in terms of their experience, their life, their life lessons. And I think it's just about, it's about being balanced. I think, like, you know, I'm not going to, if someone sits on my seat, I'm not going to cry. Do you know what I mean? Like when I, when I was when I was a kid, you know what I mean? We grow up, we evolve. And we manage to, we, I think as a human being, it's also important to know how to manage your emotions. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so what I, mean... I mean by that is, okay, it's very good for us to have our feelings and to be emotional. And it's very, it's really healthy however you know for example if sorry what'd you say no continue continue it's fine what i was going to say is that there's 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 a petty emotions yeah that don't need to be expressed like oh somebody sat on your chair and then you start getting angry you know you can you know you can move beyond that it's more if somebody's trying to suppress your emotional truth you know how you feel about something and whether you want to protest and you feel emotional about it you know, big organizations would try to suppress that, like the military. Yo. Yeah. Um, I don't know what happened there. Oh, Just... I hear you, man. Yeah, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Yo. Yeah, yeah I can hear you. <laughs> what was that? What happened there? <laughs> I have no idea. It literally, it just cut out. I just was speaking and I couldn't hear nothing. You you know, you just... I, I don't know what's going on. It, Sorry, it, man. It, it, it just cut it out. Just Sorry. Sorry to the listeners out there, you know, there was a technical difficulty. No, I don't think it was either your fault or my fault. It just, the sound just cut out yeah. completely. All right, back to what you were saying. What were you saying? Um, <laughs> literally, that literally threw me right off track. But I was saying that... It was about, yeah, I was talking the, about families, about like, yeah, emotions, about regulating your emotions. Yeah, and the military, you know, the military train you in a particular way to be, you know, to not express that emotion. And then, you know, we're programmed, society programs you, and masculinity is a social construct. Yeah. You know, which benefits institutions like the military because, you know, they want you to be devoid of emotion and to be, 
because it suits the yeah. territory that you're in. You know, if you're going to go out there and kill other human beings, you need to be you're kind of yeah. emotionless, you know, kind of cold. Yeah, yeah, you have to be yeah. really cold. You have to be able to just look at the body, a corpse and keep moving. Yeah, 100%. You know what I mean? Or it's like joining the gang. If you join the gang, you know, someone says something rude about you or someone says rude something rude to your face, you don't say, hey, that made me feel, no, you, you punch them in the face, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you, you attack them, you know what I mean? Hey, That's man. Like, hey, man. Hey, hey, I feel, I feel offended. Yeah, it's like, it's not, it doesn't work <laughs> like that. You know what I mean? So, you know what I'm saying? But I do agree with expressing, I genuinely do, do you know what I mean? About the same time, regulating emotions like so if, for example if i'm a father and i have two kids you know and say for example the bill the bills are in the rears you know i can't break down crying to my kids do you know what i'm saying i can't be like oh what's gonna happen do you know what i mean i may do that in a private area but yeah in front that. of your in front of your woman or your wife yeah i know what yeah, you, mean. Yeah. you don't really want yeah. your children to see you breaking down in that way yeah 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 so yeah. i think it's good it's all about managing emotions but also expressing them as well at the right time when it's necessary because at the end of the day you know even like like certain emotions that are expressed they 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 release certain chemicals they release they they give us certain things that you know it's good man it's actually helpful for human beings to cry to feel joy you know all these pent-up anger and stuff it, it really I, I personally believe it causes illnesses and, and all these type of things. It's all energy, you know what I mean? It does, today, you know? Yeah, yeah. And funny enough, today, even today, I know it sounds crazy, but I hugged a tree, yeah? I hugged a tree. Have you ever done it before? Yeah. Yeah, I've heard, I've, I've heard, I've heard certain philosophers who've said that that is the most natural thing a man can do. Like the natural man does that or the natural woman does that. Someone who's that, connected, Someone who's connected to themselves, someone who's connected to nature. Yeah. Does, I, does, yeah. First time I've ever done it was today. And I'm telling you, the feeling that came out, it's like I, it's like some stress reliever. Like, mm. I literally was giving up all this stress to the street and it was giving me back so much good energy. It was so weird. Like, I hugged it for like a good 30 seconds and I didn't want to let go. Because then I was with Aston, you know, I remember, you know, Aston. Yeah, I know that's, yeah, I know Aston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So obviously he was like, because obviously he's very in tune and we hugged the tree and that feeling, because a tree gives life, isn't it? It gives oxygen, it gives, it gives life, do you know what I mean? So, and when you hug a tree, it never rejects you. Like if you hug a human being, they may reject you, they may feel a bit, you know, uncomfortable, mm -hmm. but a tree is just open. So... It was interesting, man. Like all them feelings of stress, anxiety, all them things that maybe I can't express because I'm possibly not aware I'm still stuck in my ways. Just went on to the tree. It's crazy, man. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's a good sign. That means you know you're you're becoming more tuned into yourself and connecting to nature, which is you know the ultimate healing. It's the essence of Apparate. life. It? It's the ultimate essence of life, you know. I mean, mm. it's whatever you're going through, it just it, it just clears it off. For example, when I went I went to Surrey Hills two weeks ago with a with a friend, and a lot of doubts, a lot of things that were propping up beforehand just got wiped away. Literally like windscreen wipers just cleared away all the nonsense that was in my mind. Literally. 
just by spending a few hours in nature. And I left there just feeling rejuvenated, cleared up, healed, and ready. You know, with a great, yeah, great, uh, with, with a greater sense of clarity. That's what we need, man. I think that's that's one of the main things. It's about being in tune with you with yourself. You know what I mean? Got to be why, tuned with yourself, man. Yeah, being in tune. And why? I'm just thinking. Why do you think a lot of people don't spend time in nature? I mean, I'm making a, I'm making an assumption because I live in a city. You live in a city. I mean, if you used to tell the average person that you hug the tree, they might be thinking that you're, you know, a bit crazy, you know. Yeah, people are looking at me, man. People look at me like I'm crazy. I said, man, they're crazy, man. But, like, what I did learn was that I think, okay, well, so back to the question you said, why should people, what is it again, what was the question? No, I've just said that. Why do you think people, I mean, yeah, do you think people ignore nature, basically? Um, Yeah, they do. I think a lot of people do, but. A lot of people are, they're not informed, they're misinformed, and they're not educated on, like, stuff like, you know, nature and what. Like, I get it, though, because there's so many distractions. There's this happening, there's that happening, you know what I mean? There's other interests that people would rather gravitate to than, you know, being, being, you know, being involved in your inner self, learning about yourself. I think it doesn't happen overnight, and for some people, you know, their time awaits. And for some other people, they're just ignorant, man. Some people, are, a lot of people, you're forgetting, a lot of people out here are sleeping, man. A lot of people out here are sleeping. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, because yeah, there's different, there's different degrees to, pardon me, sorry. There's different degrees to people that are, you know, that are sleeping, you know. Yeah. There's, there's um, I mean, there's, there's two, that's a whole, you know, conversation in, in itself, you know, about, people that are sleeping and whatever but yeah a lot of people are just not they're not aware basically of themselves no they're not and i think with that that's 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 the problem as well however you know it's quite it's quite how can i how can i put it in words it's quite i believe that it's people like us that are awake awoke whatever you want to call it in touch like to, to help people and educate them. Do you get what I'm saying? Because I always believe that there's an essence that we carry that other people that are not aware of gravitate to. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, like, and that's the thing, you know, they, they, they talk about that, that cliche, you know, if you shine the light within you, it unconsciously gives other people permission to, you know, shine their own light. Yeah, yeah, it does, that, you know. Yeah, that's, that's um, yeah, that's a well-known, you know, saying out there. But what I noticed, though, back to nature, I think that for me, the the key to breaking away from a lot of these patterns is returning, is kind of spending time in nature and trying to, you know, get out there and connect with nature. And it doesn't, I don't, it doesn't always mean spending time walking around trees and stuff like that. It also means eating and consuming, you know, natural products. No, I think that's that's very that's extremely true. Um, lately, I've been doing that, and I can feel myself feeling better. I feel good during the day. I feel more rejuvenated. I feel energized, and I feel good. I'm just eating good food. When you're eating 
shit through the toxic. Oh, sorry for swearing. <laughs> no, no, you can just. No, that's fine. Right. No, that's cool. no, this ain't no. Uh, you can just be, just be you, man. Just be you, you know. Yeah, cool. <laughs> no, when you're in that crap, like when you're seeing that crap, it's like after a while, you don't feel good. You may not. And the the thing about these type of foods that are bad for you, you don't really feel it on instantly. You know, if, especially if you're not in tune with yourself, you just you know go with emotion. When you slowly start eating these good foods, these nutritious foods, man, you know, you're, you're, it gives you energy. You know what I mean? you yeah, I started, I just started doing smoothies. Yeah, what? That's funny. I've been doing smoothies recently as well. Is it? Oh, we're just, yeah. we're just, we're just on the same wavelength. Yes, we're on so the same many, frequency, so, man. Literally on so many levels. Yeah, I literally bought a Nutribullet. It got delivered the other day and I've just been blending the hell out of it you know i've been blending like spinach avocado mango and just you no, know, orange chai seeds and so many you know honey in there yeah man you're on point that's i was literally a bit for the past week now i've just been blending it up man like literally i put strawberries in there blueberries Eggs. yes yes no, strawberries no. blueberries yeah, i mean raspberries blowing it yes you know kale's yeah, the man. one <laughs> yeah i've been literally and i'll be back in it and i'm not gonna lie like before let's say like three weeks before i was going to work and just back in a coffee you know just to get by when i mean yeah this gives me a different sort of boost. I can't even describe it. Like I'm, I'm mentally there. It's, it's hard to explain, you know. Yeah, yes. but I've been banging up the smoothies, man. I'm telling you, man. They're that's it's the key. It is. It is, and it's um, it's a way bringing it back to repeated forms of behavior. It's a way of breaking away from these toxic patterns. You know, spending time in nature and consuming natural products, consuming more fruits, consuming more vegetables, you know, blending them if you want to. You don't have to blend them. You can consume them however you feel like it. But just, you know, those two things can help you re-synchronize with your essence. No, you know, no, no, no. That, 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 is, that is 110%. And lately I've been cooking my foods more. Lately I've been like, before I would like, just go out and eat. I mean, I still, from time to time, it's, 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 I'm still, it's still a work in progress. However, I've been cooking lately, making quinoa, making some stew, making some chicken, yeah. But like, gradually, you know what I mean? I can feel the difference, even especially with making a smoothie. Like, that's for me, every morning, like regardless, every morning, I'm making myself a smoothie. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And back in, on the way to work or while I'm yeah. at work. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, man. You you know it's good, man. Just to be in tune because we live in a city as well. So in a city, we're 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 far less in touch with nature than people that live in the country or live in other parts of the world, like like exotic countries. So we have to kind of be more, you know, proactive in terms of, you know, just trying to be around nature. You know, be in tune, man. Yeah, and we have, we have to compensate. Like you said, if you live in a city, you have to compensate and you have to, you know, consume more vegetables and fruits and stuff because you're not constantly in nature. Yeah. You know, I will get into, I will at some point be living in nature. That just will happen in my life, you know. But Yeah, I think, you know what, that is one of the ideal things. Before I used to think about other things, but now, yeah, the older I become, like even me visiting um, Bali, like in the last couple of weeks, yeah, 
and you know seeing seeing just how people live organically and at peace with themselves maybe I, I might I might not be I might not be right but from what I saw they were at peace with themselves you know it was just like what more can you ask for you know what I'm saying whereas when you're in the city it's like you know, it's to be the best, it's to be at the top of your field, it's for you to become financially free, it's for you to become, you know, this person that's everyone looks up to. It's just so much unnecessary burdens that we carry, and it's like, you know. Exactly. But then again, I had to kind of remind myself, <laughs> I had to tell myself there's a difference from a holiday in reality, because, you know. But still, I'm not going to lie to you, man, like, there is just, even, even when you, even when I was there, man, like, especially... I don't know. I don't know if you know what I mean by this feeling when you take off your shoes and you just walk on the sand with your feet. It's a feeling that I can't even describe. It's like a. Of course, the, you know me. Where did I just come yeah. from? I've been travelling yeah, in these, yeah, in, these in these places with big beaches, and yeah, as soon as yeah, you touch man. the sand, that warm, soft sand, it yeah, just, you just feel amazing. You know, you're in tune not, with the earth. You yeah, know what I'm saying? you're just connected. It's no, it's nothing deep. You just feel alive you know yeah man it's just a nice feeling like you know you take off your like during the whole time i was there i was just wearing slippers sliders and when it was got hot i just took off my my, my sliders got onto the sand got to the beach you know it's just like you know what i mean how the coconut it was nice man it was really nice man but it's like we come back here and it's like ah oh, it's just, it's the city isn't it the city is more depressing i understand why people say that the city is way more depressing than the countryside. But I used to think, maybe you used to say that to me before, I was like, are you crazy? The countryside is way more depressing than the city. But as I grew older and wiser, I realised, of course, that's not the case. Yeah, you realise, because if, you, if, for example, at the end of a stressful day, you literally can just go for a walk and your mind is clear. Yeah. You know, you live next to a forest, you live next to a river, you know, the woods, a massive country um, pathway in the fields. Think about that. That's going to make you feel amazing. Whereas in yeah. the city, your options are Netflix, the smartphone, you know, ring, a, know. Ring, a, ring a friend or something like that. You know, there's not much natural yeah. escapes that you've got. Yeah, so people turn to drugs, people turn to alcohol. Do you get what I mean? I'm starting to, like, the older I become, I start to realise that this is a trap. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. It gets, yeah, you realise, like, because you get you get so deep into yourself here yeah, that you realise that we are, we are trapped. And I'm not just talking about oh, the system financially. I'm talking about even the buildings, the walls. All these things, you know what I'm saying? Like, when I was on holiday, you had the sun just out, you know? Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. when the sun was out here for a bit, there were so many buildings just blocking the sun. Do you know what I mean? And, and I just realized that the, the sun has an effect on our emotions. Yeah, okay. the sun affects your mood. I mean, when you get yeah. that vitamin D every day in your system, it actually improves your mood you're much more happier naturally naturally yeah so it's like instinctively you're you're in a better mood you may even be in a bad mood when it's a sunny day but yeah. you're still subconsciously in a better mood than the person that's living in a colder darker atmosphere yeah 
exactly. and I noticed that when I left Bali and came and I got off, and I got <laughs> off the plane, as soon as I got off the plane, it's funny because I wanted to come back. I was like, yeah, I want to come back to London. I want to come back to London. I got back. And it's like the mood, just the, the weather. I don't know what it was. Just, obviously, it was, a, it was in the evening, so it was a bit different, but it just set a tone to my mood. I can't describe it, man. Yeah, like, you can. I know I sense it automatically at the airport. I sense it, the staff, how aggressive they are. You know, yeah. you just get that feeling that, okay, yeah, I'm back in the city because everyone yeah, just, yeah. just focus on the grind, isn't it? You know, making the money and just they don't care about customers and they're angry about their own stresses and they see you and you could just feel that, you that, feel it, that vibe coming from them, you know, that don't yeah, mess yeah. around with me. Otherwise I'll just mess up your, I'll mess up your flight or mess up your, do you know what I mean? Yeah, because they're just yeah. in that zone where they feel that yeah. they are on top. You know? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, man. But it's it's just it's just it's just opened my eyes more, man. It's opened my eyes more, like, and I think it's got to the point where the things that I used to yearn for at a younger age, the things I yearned for, and probably still do yearn for at this current moment, maybe not as much. They seem less important to me. Do you get what I'm saying? Especially because life is so big. You get it? Like, there's there's simple things I actually make. Simple things are little things are are the things that make things big. If you got what I'm saying, like so in terms of just like good weather, good sun, maybe you know having having a garden, having you know growing your own food. I used to hear people saying I'm oh, such a hippie, but it's like you it's 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 a, it's a frequency, man. It's a frequency that, and if you're if you're not with that frequency, then you're not gonna get it. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And I've got, I've got, I live with people basically who grow food. We have a garden and they grow tomatoes, cucumber, yeah. lettuce, mint tea, other herbs. It's amazing. You know, it's, yeah. uh, it's an yeah. amazing journey. It's a journey. And it's also about the spiritual growth, man. Like looking within yourself, you know, you got to go through the dark to see the light. You know what I'm saying? And, and also, it's just, it's, it's, you're not the only person going through it, man. We're all going through the same things, different ways or different situations, you know? So if it's talking about, you know, your emotions and how you feel, even when you start becoming in tune with that, you become spiritually free, man. You start yeah. feeling like, you know, you can be you because the real you is, is just there. It's just buried in it, you know what I mean? Through social construct and, and all these things that get in the way, but you know, the powers of move you. If you say to yourself, hey man, I feel this way and and it's about it's about not caring about people, man. I think we need to stop caring about the people that aren't good for us, you know. If you mm. if you care what people think, that means there's a slight problem. I mean like we all care what people think anyway, but if you if you act in a particular way or you're stuck in your ways because you care about what others think, then you need to take a look at what they are doing. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's just deeper than it's just it's deeper than just you know that man. You gotta look within yourself, within your, your friends, your peers, the people that care about you. I mean, it's a spiritual journey, man. This is this is a everlasting journey, man. We're gonna go through it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's the thing. When I first began to look within and express that true essence, mm. that's when I stopped caring about what other people thought. And I just said, I'm only going to be myself. I'm not, I'm going to put this mask down and I'm going to stop trying to 
fit in and I'm going to just stop this whole facade that everyone puts on and I'm just going to be myself, you know? Yeah, because, man, so unlocking that inner child. Exactly, because that inner child is the only being that knows how to just be itself without this pretense. Yeah. So occasionally, yeah, yeah you find yourself pretending and putting on a mask, but then you just, once you're accustomed to who you are, you just take it off straight away. Because you yeah, know, 100%. and that's powerful. Fake. It's powerful because like, at the end of the day, we're all scared. We all care about what people think. We're all scared, and we all have. We want to be loved. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's that's all it is, really. When it comes down to it, primarily, you know. And when you acknowledge that, like you know, what? I am scared. I care what people think. You know, I'm scared to be vulnerable. You know what I mean? We all have these 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 things that people, you know, make out like you're weak. We all have these feelings. Exactly. About, and this is the about, hypocrisy. Be, people, sorry to interrupt you, people have these same vulnerabilities. No, they have the same vulnerabilities, but the moment you express them, they're right there, ready to, ready to judge you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, no, so, some, but, some, Yes. No, because they're wearing. You know why? Because they're still wearing. They're still wearing the mask. So when they see yeah. you being defensive, when they see you expressing those vulnerabilities that they're thinking and feeling when they're going through it themselves, but they're masking it and trying to portray the strong image. That's the falseness. That's the fake behavior right there. Yeah. No. Hundred percent. And and it's and it and it boils down to just being you being true to you and it's like it some people is hard man some people is hard because you know at the end of the day when you're vulnerable you're hoping to attack and some exactly. people can't deal with that some people aren't you know but it makes you stronger you know what i'm saying so some people will be like i'm not strong enough to go through that and and if you're not then cool but i mean and like there's other people go on go for it defense mechanisms and that's the learned behavior right there yeah, when they've, they've guarded themselves because when they was open, they were attacked. So I understand their defense mechanism to guard their true self, guard their soul, guard their heart from people who they think who are potential threats, who can cause them pain. So the defense is yeah. always to be on the attack, always to show people that you're strong and never really show the other side, never show the weakness. But the weakness is really the strength yeah. because the more you express all emotions, is the more you are free. The more you are free, hundred percent. Yeah, that's, in every that's in every situation. So, like it's yeah, in every situation. So it's like if you ask now, that I believe as human beings, we're led by two things: love and fear. So some people they let love guide them, and they're more vulnerable. Do you know what I mean? Because you're guided by love, so there's no fear there. When you're guided by fear, that's all the macho, exactly. all them, all them stuff. But it's exactly. It's, it's, some people are deceived and be like, "Oh, he's not scared. He's scared." Yeah. You know what? Because he's got a big, he's got a, he's he's big and he's got a jacket covering his face. He's scared, man. Well, it's, it's a question: Do you let love guide you or fear? And exactly. and when you let love guide you, you know you become more vulnerable because you know mm -hmm. you're full of love. But when you let fear guide you, you're very defensive. You're very cold. You're very, you know. Exactly that. Exactly, exactly that. And I've tried both options and, you know, letting love guide me is way more... It's freedom, man. 
enjoyable exactly and free and liberating than the other you know so to basically conclude i would say that from my perspective from what we've been talking about toxic forms of behavior can be resolved and other options can be given to you when you let your guard down and allow yourself to be vulnerable and when you spend time in nature to heal yourself Mm -hmm. and when you attempt to consume natural vegetation and fruits natural vegetation natural fruits being true to yourself practicing truth to yourself we're not perfect but you know we always try you know i mean god loves it when you try if you see you're trying you know i mean you up it on the frequency level because at the end of the day it's a frequency thing man it is it is frequency definitely it's it's definitely all about energy you know when you tune into different frequencies you access different realities 110 percent, and that's exactly that so it does depend on giving giving love and trying to stay in that state as hard as it is you know you know it's i don't i don't mean to sound religious but now i i kind of you know the more older i've got yeah is the more I understood Christians who relate to the person Jesus, who I call Yeshua in the Hebraic yeah. name, when he talks about giving love and regardless of the hate you receive, giving love. You're stronger, isn't it? So the, it's like the more hate that comes into you and your surrounding, that, that's the choice between love and fear right there. And if you give fear, then you see the pathway and the consequences of that response. But if you give love, you see the response and the growth in that situation. So it's a, it's a choice. It's a choice in that moment. And it's difficult because how many people will, will resort to, let's say to anger and to resentment, in a lot of situations, you know, someone steps on your foot and you just, you're ready to, to pounce on them, to lash out on them, to cuss them, to disrespect them. Some people would even go to using violence. So fair. So fair, man. Exactly. So fair. And I think it's about when you're in tune and you just, you know, you, you, you keep going. I mean, I pray, you know, I, mean, I pray a lot. Mm. And I just, you know, bro, you realize that like, Love for me, love is harder, man. It's a it is. It, it can be harder, and that's the thing for me. I don't. I'm more of a spiritual person. I don't prescribe to any religion, but mm. I do respect a lot of what Yeshua, who a lot of people in the Western world called Jesus, preached. Mm-hmm. The principles I do actually strive to practice them in my life because i just see him as a spiritual leader and a person who taught a lot of wisdom to people and i don't think i need to actually join a religion to to actually to follow those those teachings because they're just teachings for people yeah and that's my perspective you know and i i don't mean to offend anyone out there who does prescribe to that religion but that's my point of view and i'm entitled to that you know so yeah, definitely, 100%, no doubt. You know? 
But yeah, just to round up again, like I just said, you know, the way, the way to actually to overcome these forms of toxic behavior, the, re- the repetitive forms of behavior is to, in a nutshell, try to express your true self and be vulnerable and spend time in nature if you can and consume as much natural food as you can you know i don't know what would you in in your from your perspective how would you conclude on that um well how i conclude would be just to um practice wisdom practice practice just practice with practice being true to yourself you know you fail here and there you know you make certain mistakes, you still, you know, commit certain errors, but just practice. Whether it's whether it's eating or having a smoothie a day, or whether it's, you know, trying to change certain behavioral patterns a day, yeah, you'll make mistakes during there, but just practice it. It's a work in progress, man. I mean, I'm there right now. You know what I mean? And you will get tested. You, you get tested. You get tests thrown at you. And then it's, just, it's up to you to be in tune with yourself to be like, okay, that's a test. Do you know what I mean? So, yes, yes. The amount of obstacles. Yeah, they come with it. It's not a smooth ride. Yeah, it's not a smooth ride. And that's the real the, the real challenge. Yeah, man. It's the real yeah, challenge. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, man. It's all nice being, you know, spiritual and you know, until a challenge comes and you're like, okay, how am I gonna do this? Do I forgive? Or do I hold on? You know, forgiveness is 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 you know, it's a, it's a form of releasing that that inner tension as well. Mm. You know, and it's, it's not obviously it's about forgiving as well and being merciful, because that's a that's a um, what's the word again? That's the reflection of what God is. But it's also about like when you forgive, you you you, you internally let go of all that baggage, of all that yeah, you know that all that darkness. You let Definitely. go of all of it. And it's hard to forgive. It's not easy. I'm not saying, oh, you forgive. And it's hard, man. You know, so you practice forgiveness as well. You don't just forgive one day. You know, I don't just slap you across your face and then you forgive me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you forgive me exactly. Exactly. You know, it's, it's, time. it's within within reason. Yeah. 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 It's, so, like I say, man, we all want to be forgiven. You're going to get that test, man. That test might come up one day. So you ready to forgive? All right, cool. You might get something on your plate you don't like. So okay, do you forgive or do you resent? Pick one. And obviously, we all know it's easy to prevent, resent, and, and seek revenge. We all know that, man. It's the easiest route. But you know, sometimes your mind has to go for the one where when we can't, we can't be going off least resistance, man. Do you know what I mean? We can't be going off least resistance. What do you mean? What do you mean? Resistance. Least resistance is like basically, it's it's less resistance, isn't it? So it's going, it's going, going with with the wind. So what I mean by that is like going going off our default feelings. Like going off default is like going off automatic reactions. You can't be good. No, it's it's the way you phrase it. We can't be going off less resistance. So I was thinking, yeah. I didn't quite, but now I see it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's changing. It's just changing the, your, your response, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. We can't be going off. So we've got to go like, to the side where it's harder. 
you know, when you're going towards that wind. Ah, oh, yes, yes, of course, yes, yes. Instead of going, you get yeah. pushed by the wind, ah, let's go there, you know, it's about, yeah. So that's the main thing. We're fighting every day, man. Whether we're all fighting. Yeah, we fight, man. That's what keeps us strong. Yep, you got to keep fighting because it is a spiritual battle. It is but, a battle, man. But it's been good talking to you, Jordan, you know, and it's about, you know, just exploring the topics and seeing where it takes us really, you know, and it's taking us to some many different unique places. Oh, definitely, man. You know, you know, it's a pleasure, man. Good. I'll be happy to have you on again, if you'd be willing at some point. No doubt, man. And yeah, you've been listening to Anthony and Jordan and take care, everyone. Thank you very much. Take care, man. Don't smoke crack. <laughs> you, heard, you heard the man. Don't smoke crack. <laughs> Peace out, man. Yes, yes.